Hello, listeners. This is Kristen from Henrico Casa and the Vigilant Voices podcast. Our hearts break at every act of violence, but our hearts are especially heavy after the recent shooting in Richmond at a graduation ceremony. We wanted to share with you a column that Janine recently wrote that was published in the Richmond Times-Dispatch to share some thoughts on youth violence and the causes and things that we can do as a community to support children in a way that could prevent violence. You know that we are all about prevention and we're all about finding things that we can each do to make a difference in a child's life. In the wake of mass shootings, our country reacts loudly and desperately seeks answers and change. Unfortunately, this is another area that our country seems divided. Are mental health disorders to blame? Is it our gun laws? We cannot ignore that a gun was used to shoot innocent victims. Yet, while our country is experiencing a mental health crisis, Psychological research shows there is no clear link between mental illness and violence. The reality is that this issue is much more complicated than simply polarizing the conversation to mental health or gun laws, and much deeper. And the answer comes from looking within. In 1999, the National Institute of Justice funded the Violence Project. This project has built a database dating back to 1966 of every mass shooter and every shooting incident at schools, workplaces, and places of worship. The project is using data to identify ways to help prevent mass shootings. It has also revealed some significant commonalities among the perpetrators. While not surprising to those who work in child welfare, Most mass shooters experienced childhood trauma and exposure to violence at a very young age. The nature of their exposure included parental suicide, physical or sexual abuse, neglect, domestic violence, and severe bullying. What happened to them? The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has identified child abuse and neglect as one of the most significant public health issues in our country. The American Academy of Pediatrics has called Adverse Childhood Experiences, or ACEs, the single greatest unaddressed public health threat facing our nation today. Adverse experiences in childhood are directly linked with negative outcomes for adults, such as physical and mental health problems substance abuse, violent behaviors, suicide attempts, and early death. Most incarcerated adults are victims of child abuse, neglect, and trauma. Specific to school shooters, research shows that the vast majority experienced or witnessed childhood trauma. An article in the Washington Post reported that the young gunman in Uvalde, Texas, had adverse experiences that included parental substance use, domestic violence, and constant police presence in the home. He also exhibited concerning and violent behaviors to his friends and family and experienced extreme and harsh bullying. To be clear, there is no excuse for violence. 
but we must work to find a solution and look deeper at the experiences and circumstances that may have contributed to the behavior. Dr. Bruce Perry, a renowned trauma expert, suggests reframing the question, what is wrong with them, to what happened to them. Prevention is the best medicine. Mass shootings are horrific, traumatic incidents. Society cries out in pain for those directly impacted and desperately wants change. Yet instead of reacting after these tragedies occur, what if we could identify signs to prevent them before they occur? People can heal from traumatic experiences in childhood and live healthy, productive lives. But the better scenario for our community is to actively work to prevent abuse, neglect, and trauma. And here are a few ways that we can all play a part. Number one, be present. New research conducted by Virginia Commonwealth University, soon to be published in the journal Psychology of Violence, identified social isolation as the most important external indicator leading to mass shootings. Be present with the children in your lives. Encourage socialization and participation in activities that will surround them with their peers and other healthy adults. Number two, be proactive. The median age of school shooters is just 16 years old. These hurting children were likely exhibiting signs of distress and isolation, but the signs went unnoticed. Unfortunately, they also had access to deadly weapons. If you notice a child's behavior changing or they are withdrawing and isolating themselves, intervene. This is a cry for help. Number three, be primed. Know the services in your community that provide crisis intervention and offer resources to mitigate the risk of violence. Dial 988 for help when an individual experiences emotional distress or threatens suicide. Call 1-800-786-8536 to report child abuse to Child Protective Services. Dial 911 to request intervention in potentially dangerous situations. The road that leads from an innocent infant who grows up to become a distressed murderer is predictable and, more importantly, preventable. This is not to say that we can always predict whether a child will turn inward to harm themselves or turn outward in violence toward others. However, we do know enough to say that damage will occur without intervention. There are an estimated 21 million people in our country with current or past exposure to trauma. Intervention programs such as CASA, court-appointed special advocates, help children receive access to services to help them recover in the present and build resilience for their future. If our communities focus on better understanding the signs of adverse experiences in childhood, we have better opportunities at preventing not just violence, such as mass shootings, but all other ways that childhood adversity impacts our communities. 
Thank you for listening to Vigilant Voices, Henrico Casa's new podcast. We have a vision for all children to live in safe, healthy homes. You can help us make that happen. Tell a friend about our podcast and find us on social media. I believe in the better days.